Welcome to The Open Door with Kelly and Kelly, brought to you by Collective Creations and Legendary Living Arts. Each week, join us for discussions on spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health with guests from all walks of life. We invite you to connect. Physical discipline is important because it helps you to feel your body. And when you can feel your body, you know where you're holding tension. It's an opportunity then to ask your body for messages because our body is always trying to talk to us. We have just never been taught how to listen to it. So when you are practicing Qigong, for example, or you're practicing yoga or any kind of physical discipline, it doesn't really matter what it is. It could be even weightlifting. You are being physically present with yourself. You can feel where you might have, let's say, a pain in your knee. That might not be a normal thing. You can start asking your body those questions. Well, why do I have this pain in my knee? And what is it that you're trying to tell me? There are a lot of books out there on physical symptoms and how it's related to your physical body. So, for example, the knee could have something to do with not being able to move forward in your life, or it could be about anger, depending on what you're holding there. And a lot of the organs, there are corresponding emotions. There's a lot of literature about that as well. So you want to be able to understand that when you have some tension, when you're doing a particular yoga pose or you're doing a particular thing in Qigong, is what is this tension trying to tell me? What is happening within my body right now? So a physical discipline is very important and you don't want to think of discipline as a punishment. It isn't a punishment. It's just being consistent with yourself to do something that is helping you be healthy in a very physical way. We know that exercise is good for us and sometimes we put it off because we're too busy or we're maybe a little feeling a little too tired. But if you do something to move your body every single day, you get the blood flowing, you get the muscles going, you're getting those electrical pulses going through the fascia, you're stretching things, you're moving everything. And that is really important for your physical body because you're not just a physical biological body you're an electrical chemical body and we are always broadcasting and receiving so if we don't start to listen to the physical and we don't have a discipline that helps us listen to ourselves on that level then it's harder for us to raise our frequency and to move up into a different vibration so to go along with a physical discipline this is when we can start to hear the stories that our body is telling us or the stories that we're telling ourselves in our head. It's very important to be able to catch the stories that we're saying over and over and over again because our body, every single cell in our body is listening to those stories. So again, this is why physical discipline is so important because you can start to hear your body on the physical level and then you can start to hear the stories that are coming up. An example would be when someone speaks, where do your thoughts go? When someone is talking, are you already formulating an answer? So what are you telling yourself when somebody is talking? So it's important to actually hear what is going on inside of your own head and what you are telling yourself. An example that I always like to give when I teach workshops is when my partner and I, we had tentative plans, but nothing firm. And he said to me, my friend texted and wanted to do this particular thing in the afternoon. 
my brain heard that and then told a story and said, oh, well, I guess that means that he wants me to leave. So I guess I should pack up and I should get going. And I answered him based on what I said inside my head. And my answer to him was, oh, I guess I should get going and, and pack up. And he stopped me and said, no, that's that's not what what I said at all. I don't want you to leave. I want to have a conversation about what we want to do to see if I can fit in a visit with my friend later or whatever it was they were going to do. And he asked me, what did I do with my mind? So it's always very important to ask yourself, what am I doing with my mind? In every single moment, where is my mind going? Is my mind going somewhere else? When someone's talking to me, am I thinking about my grocery list or am I being present in the moment and actually listening? Or am I formulating a response to them already because I really want them to hear what I have to say? Uh, or perhaps I'm triggered in some way and I feel like I have to act a certain way because we can be conditioned to act certain ways in certain things where in my case with that answer what I had done with my partner is I had you know in the past I have often had people would cancel on me or they would treat me as if my time wasn't valuable and that's not what was happening what was actually happening was he wanted to have a genuine conversation about what we were going to do and if we could manage to do everything together and he was okay not doing something with his friend but he really wanted to just communicate with me first and in order to communicate with me I had to communicate with myself to figure out what I was saying to myself that probably wasn't true so it's always very important to listen to the stories that come up from your body and to always check in to see where you are at with your mind People always like to say they want to leave the past in the past, and that would be a really good thing. Except in my experience, the past and the present and the future are all here with us in the present moment. So what does that actually mean? Well, if you try to cut yourself off from your past and say that it doesn't matter, that it's done and it's done, which is true, it is done and we want to leave it there. But oftentimes the past will come knocking, and when the past comes knocking, it might have a message for you, something that you need to clear out of your body. Maybe in the present moment, you're triggered by something someone said, and you have all these past memories come up of times that this has happened again. So until you actually deal with the past, it is always present because everything exists simultaneously. We're multidimensional beings. If we really want to change our future, it matters what we do in the present moment. So when the past comes knocking, are you going to invite it in for tea and try to find out what kind of message that it has? Cutting off your past is cutting out a part of yourself that it is a part of you. It was a part of who you are. It doesn't have to be who you are today. So what are you going to do when you get triggered to feel things that, you know, bring up past memories? Well, you want to hear the message. So that's why it's important First, physically, to have that discipline to feel what your body's trying to say. And second, to hear the stories, because now your past is trying to tell you a story, and it's trying to recreate another situation because it's comfortable with what used to happen. Returning to your true essence means constantly going deeper into all of these layers, because you might have thought that you dealt with something and then it's going to come up again for you to look at. And you want to look at it. You don't want to live there. It's not, you don't want to invite the past in and have it live with you. You want to 
have a look, have a listen, and to try to see what the past is trying to tell you. In the example that I gave before, it was that my past was trying to tell me that, oh, this person didn't value my time. My partner wasn't valuing my time or they didn't want to spend time with me or I should go and make it easier for them or, you know, whatever kind of stories. Because a lot of times we can have trauma happen, we can have things that happen, and there's all these little threads that will come off of that particular thing. And so when you're looking at the past, you don't want to live there, but if we really want to leave it there and to move forward and create a new reality, we have to hear the message that it's trying to give you. And you want to say thank you for that message, and then you choose a different action. And that's where the present is so important, is to hear that message, hear that story, and then choose a different action. And the more you choose a different action, this is the physical discipline. When you have a physical discipline and you're learning how to do something physically for the first time, learning how to do something emotionally different for the first time is very much the same. It takes practice. You have to feel the trigger. You have to hear the message and you have to choose and practice to act differently so that your nervous system can get used to doing something differently until that becomes your new normal. We often talk about having stuck emotions or stuck trauma in our body. But what happens when you actually release that? And what does actually releasing it feel like? Well, it can feel differently for different people. And I will describe what it feels like for me. When I release something in my body, I can actually physically feel it. I can feel the energy moving. I can feel sort of an old structure crumbling sometimes. There have been times where I've released an emotion and it's almost like a balloon pops and then everything goes, it just sort of flies away. And so releasing that, but then what happens? Because we often talk about, you know, releasing it and we want to get it out of our body, but then kind of what happens after that? Well, sometimes when you've been holding a particular space for yourself or you have been holding onto something that you didn't know you were holding onto and then you release it and you go through all the steps where you hear the story and you practice and you're emotionally practicing how to do something different is that you can have what people often describe as ascension symptoms or maybe if you've been thinking for a really long time and you're stuck in your head and then you move into a space where you're feeling more with your body rather than pushing with your mind you might have congestion you might have a runny nose. You could have a sore throat, for example, if you are haven't spoken up in a while. Or maybe you lose your voice because you're now trying to use your voice in your life in a very different way. So physically, there can be things that happen. And when you release those stuck emotions or stuck trauma in your body, you can have, experience physical sensations. Often for me, when I've released something, I feel very tired and I need to rest because I've been holding on to that particular space in my life for maybe a long time. And that takes a lot of energy to actually hold your body in that stuck place. So you may feel tired that you need to sleep more until your body recalibrates and then moves into your nervous system, moves into a new space for yourself. 
it's all great to talk about releasing the stuck emotions, but also afterwards, like how to care for yourself after, to give yourself a lot of love and a lot of compassion and try not to force yourself to do things if you're not physically feeling it or even emotionally feeling it because it can be a process, not only emotionally, but also very physically to recalibrate your nervous system to the new space that you're now going to hold. Another thing that gets brought up a lot is the idea of alignment, that we want to bring ourselves into alignment. Well, you are going to bring yourselves into alignment over time as you go through the, the steps that I've already been talking about in the previous paragraphs and the previous videos that I've done. You're going to always bring yourself into alignment, into a space that's different. And that alignment, however, the more, the deeper you go into yourself, and the deeper you get to releasing the past, releasing the trauma, releasing the stuck emotions in your body, you're going to bring yourself into a different kind of alignment. So the alignment that you are holding, it is going to crumble because now you're going to bring yourself into a new space of alignment. And that's going to feel differently. It's not going to feel the same as it did before. And again, your nervous system is going to have to adjust. So the idea that once you get into alignment, you're always going to be in alignment. You're going to be in a particular kind of alignment until you let go of something else. And then you're going to have a new space for yourself. Think of it also physically, where let's say you broke an arm or you've had surgery. Well, your body was holding on to a particular space for yourself. Certain muscles were compensating because you had, let's say in my case, I had a hernia. So my muscles, certain muscles were compensating because of the weakness that I had. And then I had the hernia fixed. When you have something that's physically fixed, now you're in a different kind of alignment and your body needs to adjust. And you're going to need to then stretch out muscles that maybe are very tight from holding a particular space. You might need to have different kinds of therapy. And it's the same thing emotionally when you've been holding on to a particular emotional space for yourself is that it's going to take practice. It's going to take patience with yourself to really get yourself back into alignment. And it's also going to take time because you're going to build that kind of alignment over time. It isn't going to be a snap thing that happens and then you're done. It's always a process and you want to remember that. So just as you would physically heal a wound, you are going to also emotionally heal a wound. And the process is very much the same because everything is interconnected. So when you are stretching out those new muscles that you have emotionally, you're going to bring yourself into a different kind of alignment. And then when you realize that this is one space and you're going to feel another space for yourself that is going to be bigger and better once you get there, you're going to have to realign yourself again. So alignment is a process. It isn't just a one-stop shop, for example, of of enlightenment. It's going to happen over and over and over again. As you raise your vibration, as you raise your frequency, as you heal your body, emotionally and physically, as you go through your processes. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. We enjoyed our discussion and hope you did too. Until next time, we are Kelly and Kelly.